Welcome to the Outer Remedies Podcast for December 3rd, 22nd, 21st. I don't know what day it is. It's getting close to Christmas, that's all I know. But uh, <laughs> this episode is going to be a good one tonight, folks. I tell you what, I know I know Austin has been dying to talk about this, and I've been dying to talk about it too. So, I mean, let's just get right into the discussion of the next half of the Star Wars Rebels Season 4 series right <laughs> yeah that's what you've been dying to talk about right yeah yeah nah, like I'm what just our playing. anticipations are i'm just playing it's our star wars the last jedi review episode and it probably will be more than just one episode but uh because there's a lot to talk about with this film a super huge amount of information and and opinions and everything else about Star Wars The Last Jedi. So, without hesitation, let's just do the introductions, get that out the way. I'm, uh, I'm Ashley Wilbanks. I am um, co-host of the Outer Rim News Podcast. And with me, as always, is Austin R. Gordy. Yo. <laughs> How are you doing, Austin? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Found out I gotta have dental surgery next week, but other than that, we're we're gonna be okay. Ouch. Yeah. What what the flip? I know, man. I'm gonna have like wisdom teeth cut out and stuff. Like they're actually gonna put me to sleep and all that that good fun stuff. Uh, Never done that before, teeth. so it's gonna be a first for me and I'm super nervous. Wisdom teeth. It's great. Hey they twilight you. You're mm-hmm. right. They don't like I mean, you're asleep, but it's not as bad as like full, fully blown, right? Sleep. Yeah, that's what they so, were telling me. That you just don't, you don't go completely asleep. Like you respond to commands and stuff, but you're but you still pretty it. much asleep. Yeah, <laughs> and so you don't that's know weird. <laughs> you don't know it. Uh, it'll be fun bringing you home when you're, you're trying to wake up and stuff. That's oh, the best. God. That's the best. You'd be saying all kind of crap. You need to get candy like videotape that. <laughs> I have to do that. Videotape everything I say. Well, the second thought, don't do that. Yeah, then the next thing we'll be doing like an announcement. Of like, like Austin's no longer working for the site. Um, we just want to issue an apology. Yeah. <laughs> His comments oh, do not reflect our beliefs. I don't even know how he podcasted that. Like, right? Like, I'm the one who publishes the thing. I don't know how he did that. Crazy. Uh. Nah, let's uh let's get started though talking about the last Jedi. Um our Facebook page has been blowing up the last week. Uh comments are just going through the roof. Every post about Star Wars the Last Jedi is just getting like comment after comment after comment, people's people's opinions. People are very opinionated about this film. Um but let's start off uh let's talk about um uh, I guess we want to say our overall thoughts of the film. Like, would you, how did, how would you rank it among your, your favorite Star Wars films? Well, I mean, for me, I, you know, when I started out, I mean, I was speechless. Like whenever, whenever it was over, I'm like, I don't know how to feel. Like it's a, it was <laughs> an excellent movie, but I, it was so much to unpack in this movie. There was so much, so many, unexpected turns and you know just it didn't go the way we thought it was going to go you know as luke told Mm -hmm. us so Mm -hmm. i'm like i i just don't know how to feel about this movie yet so i had to watch it again but but really after you know after the second 
watch it, like it's definitely it's got to be in the top three for me. Like it's mm-hmm. definitely a really I don't know it, it's a really good movie. Like it's really really good. It's also just you know to me it's just like it's got the complete package. That's my short answer is that it's really good. I mean, there's a few things you can nitpick, but it's still a really, really good movie. It's got some great sequences, some really awesome battles and things like that. I mean, it was definitely one of my, probably in my top three. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm right there with you. Um, And b- before we continue, spoiler alert, people, if you haven't seen the movie, quit listening because we're going to talk all about it in this and episode. If you haven't seen it, what is wrong with you? Like, yes. get up. And, and go get action. you a Star War. But no, after after I first watched it too, I was dude, I was speechless too. I, I didn't know how to react. There throughout some of the scenes in the movies, I didn't know at times I didn't even know what I was watching, you know? Um but after and and I was sort of mad coming out of that film. Not mad, but the movie takes you on a roller coaster of emotions. Throughout yeah. the whole thing, you're happy, Definitely. sad, mad, you know, sad, all, it, all, through everything. And I came out of that movie and I literally didn't know what to say. I just looked at my wife and I was, she was like, did you like it? And I was like, I don't, I don't know yet. <laughs> I mean, I literally <laughs> told her I don't know yet. And I had to process some things. And then, uh, on a, on a repeat viewing, you know, that's when, like the emotional stuff really hit home with me. And I think I even shed a tear, but, but it, it, it's just an excellent movie. It, you know, I don't know if it's like my favorite, but it's right up there right now. And I think as this thing ages, it get it will get better and people will appreciate it more than, than what they're doing now. I think that's just my opinion, but let's talk about some things that maybe we didn't really like about the film. I know there's there's a ton that that I liked. I'm sure there's a ton that you liked. But let's talk about a few things. Like just bring up one example of something that you just fundamentally or just something just stuck out that just wrong with you in the film. Right. Um, I'm trying to think like the negatives because to me, I would say that the. Uh, some of the you know some of the main plot regarding the resistance uh, mm-hmm. like I understand why they had to do it, although it was kind of just odd you know it's basically like a, a chase yeah. and they're being chased down because I just feel like that there it could have easily you know they could have easily been captured with you know some maneuvers i I, I guess also I'd have to go back and maybe rewatch it again because I did look out for it the second time through and I still didn't really you know, get a good explanation, but maybe even the book will reveal. But I was just surprised that there weren't like they didn't, you know, bring in other ships to jump out in front of them to, to box them in or, you know, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I also think that, you know, if you want to use that kind of logic where, cause I mean, I had other people complaining about the same thing, but I also thought to myself, well, then if you think about it, you know, what about a new hope, you know, the star destroyers chasing the blockade runner, and it's a big chase. Only the blockade runner doesn't have as good as shields as the Radis does in this in this new movie, and mm-hmm. uh, and also I'm sure the ship speeds. It's probably you know probably going a tad bit faster. They're probably pushing all you know all their power resources to the engines to get them you know get them through. Um, 
that was like one thing. And I think maybe, maybe the way, I guess maybe the way Luke, I felt, I felt like he, he could have, like there's a point in the movie where it pretty much just, you know, you don't really get to see Luke again till the end. And so I feel like I didn't get enough Luke. Like I thought I'd get more than what I did. So that was a little nitpicky thing. And then, and then, you know, I was still kind of, um, and I guess it's not, it's not really, you know, what I disliked. It's just one thing that made me sad about the movie, but it, it had to happen the way it did, but I'm just sad that, you know, that Luke had to go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I get that he, you had to, you know, he had to project himself, you know, to kind of create that spark, you know, and also to stay, to keep that character on Octo to, uh, to basically live out till the end. Mm-hmm. I get, I get that movement, but it also was like, I, I, part of me is like, man, I almost wish that he had pulled the X-Wing up out of the water hopped in it, you know, cleaned it up and hopped in it for one last ride and, and, you know, came to the, came to the, to crate and had a last stand and sacrificed himself. Like maybe, maybe gave himself away to the force the way Ben Kenobi did, you know, there. Yeah. And did the same thing, you know what I'm saying? Did did the same thing, but, but I, you know, I get the decisions of why they didn't do that. Yeah. My thoughts are, I don't see how you can kill Luke Skywalker on screen. Like Kylo Ren, you know, putting a a lightsaber through his stomach or something, even though, even though what they would do, you know, he would, you know, given time to the the rebellion to get away, you can't just like cut off Luke Luke Skywalker's head. Right. No, no, no. That's why I'm saying if he was there, he would have done the same thing. Like he would, the the same way he died on, on Octo, he would have, he would have died there. You know know what I'm saying? Like he would have been like, see you around kid and kind of maybe done the same salute that Obi-Wan did or, you know, like something similar. And then whenever they either, they ordered another, you know, barrage of blasts or if Kylo sliced at him again and he he just disappears before he even dies. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I know. Like if he had but, passed away but, that way, and the in the robe just fluttered off, you know, in in two pieces still, or whatever, however he he tried to kill him, so something mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, I almost feel like it would have had the same impact, but I guess they also wanted him to go out on his own terms, but also end his because basically Luke's story ends on Octo, so yeah. that's why he doesn't. That, I don't that's why he so. doesn't leave. You get what I'm saying? That's or that's their excuse for why why he stayed there is because that's basically where his path ends. He's at the first oh, Jedi oh, Temple yeah. and he's there. Yeah, I, I and get so you. he I get you. that's where he's gonna pass on once he's able to to fulfill, I guess, fulfill his destiny and pass the baton. Mm-hmm. So that's why I get that decision. There's a that's the thing is there's a lot of decisions I understand are frustrating as a fan, and that mm-hmm. you you saw it going differently or didn't want it to happen at all. And then when you think about it in the larger picture, that's kind of how I was doing with the sec- the second viewing is seeing it as that in that larger picture and taking all of my my bias and all of my preconceived notions away, and just thinking, yeah. okay, how is this going to service the story in this new universe? This new deck, you know, this new generation of of characters and stuff. You know, we can't. I mean, as much as we want, we can't just have you know Luke Han and Leia be the main characters. With you know little kids chasing them around the whole time, we've you know the new generation has to be front and center, and I get that it's yeah. sad, but I get it. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean those are just little nitpicky things. If I I'm 
trying to think of anything else that comes to mind, but really, I, I mean, I don't know, like, cause there's a lot of people's complaints that I just don't agree with, or, you know, I just, it does, that don't bother me the way it did mm-hmm. them. So, so that's probably only a few of the things that I think really, yeah. you know, warranted me mentioning, I guess. I think going back to your point about Luke though, I think, I think this sets up Luke is a bigger player in the next film. I'm hoping so. That's one. That's another thing is I really you know, do hope, you know, especially with Carrie's untimely passing. Yeah. You know, it's it's like okay, well, what do we do now because she's gone? So that may open up doors for for them to just bring Luke back as a force ghost. Because I mean, you know, there's all kinds of connotations. You know, see you around, kid, and he disappears. He passes away into the force. He could come back exactly. as a force ghost. He could yeah. also come back in solid. I mean, we we saw that that Yoda as a force ghost has has somehow been able to to manipulate our you know our dimension he's like he's able to physically affect things you know and that was my point being is that luke could play a bigger role than people realize in the next film Mm -hmm. because of what yoda was doing you know causing lightning kind of like a um, bindu kind of thing right and then you know didn't he pull luke back from the tree when it was on fire Right, I think so. Yeah, or, yeah, well, yeah. He didn't. I don't know if he pulled him out because it looked like the blast just blew him backwards. But I don't know. Maybe he did force yank him too. I don't know. No, no I don't know. But uh, but yeah, I, to me, he. I don't look at it as a death so much as the beginning of something bigger. And and this and the way this movie told the story, it kind of broadened certain aspects of the force right? right like what could be done with the force yeah and and i think that's a, a, what a lot of people don't like about it is because they've never done that in the other movies before and guess what this movie just expands every movie expands on what the force can do just about if you if you sit there and think about it i mean um they were doing stuff in the prequels with the force that you know people hadn't they didn't do in the original trilogy True. So, yeah. I mean, and, you know, there's a lot and, of that. I mean, it's also, I mean, you got to understand it. You know, you have to also think of it in a, in a filmmaker's sense or anybody who's trying to, you know, expand on a story. Like you said, there, you have to expand, period. So all kinds of concepts have to change. You can't just keep, you can't keep your boundaries as tight every, every movie or every story. Um, in this case, you know, we're in a whole new uh, setting, a whole new generation where our concepts are changing on, on Jedi and Sith and the force, you know, so we have to learn new things. I mean, it can't just be that we've already established what the force can and can't do. And that's it because obviously there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more to learn, you know, and Yoda has studied that, you know, I mean, before that, I mean, Yoda, Yoda, you know, Yoda is studying with Qui-Gon on how to, to, you know, pass, like become a force ghost and pass away into the force and become one with the force. That was a new concept, you know. So, you know, Luke it was studying at one point. You know, he's got those books that are now, you know, of course, looks like Ray uh, snuck them away. So they really didn't get destroyed in the fire, which was mm-hmm. amusing to me. Um, so you have those. So we can we may go even further and learn new things. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just every story has to has to, you know, has to expand and has to evolve and and they have to go bigger and better you know so people were saying yeah like you're saying they you know with the force 
I mean, you know, there's, I don't know if the force has limits. It's all the limits only in your mind, as Yoda says, you know, so, you know, you can only get more powerful with time and, and practice and meditation and focus. Yep. Um, going back to, to, to my thoughts on some of the things that I didn't like, uh, one, I thought, and this could be because I was watching it at GTX and the screen was way, way larger than the second time I saw it with just a regular AMC. Uh, the first time Snoke got up out of this throne, you know, to walk towards Kylo, Mm -hmm. uh, it looked a little wonky to me, the CGI. It's like they didn't animate certain frames, you know, like skipped over it. So he kind of moved crazy a little Mm bit. So that was kind of from a CGI standpoint, that was kind of wonky to me. Um, but I didn't notice. Yeah. And I'm nitpicking. I'm nitpicking, but the, the other thing that really, that i really didn't care for, and not that I didn't care for the idea, I kind of just didn't care for the execution, which was Leia pulling herself back to the ship after she was shot up. I mean, she looked to me (laughs) like the Statue of Liberty floating through space or something (laughs) crazy. I mean, just, I mean, just give her a little more motion or something. You know, when she's pulling herself back in there and it won't look so crazy, but, um, it, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it just looks so out of place, um, to see her, you know, I, I like the beginning where you see the shot of her hands and, you know, and her finger pulls up and you can tell she's starting to pull, but then it just looks like 1980s, uh, CGI, you know, where the, the person stands in one place. And and just kind of moving through through the scene there, and I was like, ah, oh, come on, just give her a little more movement, do something to break it up a little. I bit. I feel like it probably would have worked even better if they had just showed her face. You see her hands, and she, you know, she moves, and then she, you know, when she opens her eyes, and then you go back to her hand, and she holds it out. If you mm-hmm. just did that and saw like maybe you know cut back to her face again, and then she moves off frame, and then just immediately cut to the door with her hand coming to it. That yeah. would have that would have worked for me. Yeah, yeah, that me too, me too. And not even have to have see that you don't see this long, awkward travel, you know, from from point <laughs> yeah. A to point B. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it didn't yeah, bother me as bad, it. but I do see where it is kind of kind of odd. Yeah, I guess that, that could have been it because it was it was like a five or six second, you know, sh- shot of her traveling through space. Right. I it just, was weird because yeah. both crowds I watched it, we had everybody's cheering it. <laughs> At that scene, so it's like it really, don't, it don't, yeah, really? it doesn't go quite as long, like it doesn't feel like it. But yeah. I feel like if you're, yeah, if you're watching and there's not much reaction and you're just kind of seeing seeing it unfold, yeah, I could I could see how it it can be awkward. Um, and then there was, there's one other thing, one other thing that kind of got me, and you know, Star Wars is supposed to be funny, but some of the jokes were a little over the top. Like the the very first one, Poe talking to Hux, I didn't it didn't feel Star Wars to me, you know. Mm-hmm. It felt it felt too too I don't for lack of a better word modern kind of a joke, right? Um, so so I didn't I didn't I wasn't crazy about it. Not not to say I didn't I you know not to say I didn't like the film because I really liked the, the movie. Is just. With any movie, even ones that you really, really like, you're going to nitpick a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and that was one of the things. That joke, and then there was the one where uh, Luke's talking, 
you know, Ray's sitting Indian style talking about, uh, you know, he's telling her to, to, to reach, feel the force, you know, and then he starts tickling her with that, uh, leaf or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. She, I thought that was hilarious. That, it was, man. It just didn't feel right to me. It was like, oh, come on. Yeah. It's, know, there are points in the movie where it's just kind of odd. Like, it's an odd choice for them to, to break it up with humor. But then again, I guess because the movie gets so heavy that yeah. Ryan yeah. Johnson felt that he just needed, just had to break it up in certain points and just, just throw in as, as you know, many jokes as he could here and there, you know, just where he could fit them in. But, yeah. but yeah, I get it. It's, it definitely is, it's a departure for Star Wars. But then again, you know, Star Wars itself has always kind of advanced in, in the joke field, you know, and, and, yeah. and kind of doing their thing. Each movie, they, they kind of push the boundary a little bit here and there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just felt like it was, for me, it just, it, they, they didn't go, they didn't go to the point where it was just ridiculous jokes, like where it was just okay, like this is obvious, this this stands out like a sore thumb. Like I I mm-hmm. wish he had cut this out, so it didn't hurt that bad, you know. They, were, I'm trying to think of one, like I guess the 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 General Hux joke was probably the one that felt the the, I guess the most, you know, because it was a it was a long stretched out kind of joke, as mm-hmm. you know, like the one with Luke and Ray, it was kind of like. You know, you don't know what he's doing, and then then he kind of, you know, just there's the joke, and then boom, he's gone, he's done. He just you know wanted to quickly make her feel stupid and then move on. That that sort of thing. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I, 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 there's a lot of people I think that had had problems with the humor in the movie. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I also feel that this was the most meta Star Wars film. You know, I mean, it it was basically talking about itself a lot mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, one particular thing that I noticed was Kylo. You know, I mean, if if you go back and think about the trailer, the trailer told us everything we needed to know about this movie. You right. know, uh, you know, this is not going to go the way you think. Let the past die. You know, th- just Kylo's. You know, let the past die. Kill it if you have to. To me, it's it's almost like, I, I, you know, Ryan Johnson is is thinking to himself when he's writing this. He said, Kylo Ren is Disney. You know, he's talking to the fans here. Let the past die. You know, kill it if you have to. Because Star Wars can't survive on Luke, Han, and Leia forever right on basically it can't it can't survive on nostalgia alone exactly exactly and we have to move forward we have to create new new things for a new for the new generation of fans because without a new generation of fans star wars will die it'll basically just you know live its little life out and die um so to to me that it, it kind of it, it spoke to me when Kylo said let the past die kill it if you have to right. and that's basically what Ryan Johnson did and it, and it hurt a lot of people's feelings i think you know and he's you know let Luke die kill him if you have to and that's exactly what he did right. um <laughs> but, and i can understand the frustration i mean the first view and i came out mad because I, you know, I didn't get the Luke Skywalker that I 
went in hoping for. Right. But I, but I think I had all this stuff built up in my mind as to how this movie was going to play out. And it didn't. Right. It, it didn't play. It wasn't swashbuckling Luke Skywalker, you know, swinging from vines with a lightsaber, you know, chopping people in half and, and saving right. the day. And that's exactly the, that, that was me too. I was hoping, you know, my, my fanboy in me was really wanting that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and I think to do that, you know, after seeing the film to do that version might have been a disservice to, to the future. Right. Because right. then you're still hanging on to Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. and you're, yeah, it, and you're still, yeah, and and I think that the way this played out was, I'm not going to say better in for for me, but I think it's better for Star Wars as a whole. Um, I was going reading some article the the other day, and Lucas even had Luke in exile in his sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. You know, although it did it didn't play out exactly like this did. For episode seven, Luke was going to be in exile on some Jedi island, I believe. There's already concept art by Doug Chang out there for it. Um, and about halfway through the movie or two thirds of the movie, they would find Luke, bring him back, and, you know, the band would be back together. But, I mean, it, it, ultimately they decided to leave Luke out until the very end of episode seven and then let him play a big part in episode eight. Um, so, so even, you know, I'm saying even Lucas thought that Luke in exile was the right way to go. And I, you know, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and bash Ryan Johnson for some of the choices he made. Uh, again, I thought the film was after the second viewing, I, I thought the film was pretty spectacular. Um, uh, what else did you, um, or what, what's some of the things that you, that you really, really, really liked about the film? Like some of your favorite scenes, right? Definitely. The, um, the opening battle was really great. I mean, the battle scenes, especially the space battle scenes were really well done. Mm -hmm. Um, the technology and stuff. I really, I really love the dread, the, uh, dreadnought ships and Snoke's yeah. ship, you know, they were, mm-hmm. especially like watching it in IMAX 3D when the, oh. when the dreadnought first comes out of hyperspace, it's like, it comes in your face. It's like, <laughs> like there. And it's, um, Ooh, that's going to be a sound bite. Uh, it's, it's just there, you know? And, <laughs> and, and I thought that was so cool. Like, so, so cool. And, um, I don't know. I just really dug that. I dug all the, the, the tech, but um, the cinematography was so well done. Like it, the movie looked gorgeous. There were sequences like Snoke's throne room looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, all the stuff on Octo. I could have had an, a two and a half hour movie of just like no cutaways, just Octo with Luke, like just Luke eating up the scenery and teaching Ray. Thought I, I could I could have done that for two and a half hours. It was every piece, every piece that's on Octo is just fantastic. I love just you know, the scenery and and the, the way the way Luke is even you know like the the dark exiled Luke you know he just looks so cool to me and mm-hmm. um, like that shot of of Ray when she's picking up his lightsaber and starting to train with it that look he gives because they and they show it in the in the t- previews and in the TV 
spots and everything. Just that look. I don't know. It just looks so iconic to me. It looks great. And yeah. I really, I don't know. I really enjoyed, you know, Luke's moment of uh, like his time to shine in the, in the end. I really dig that. Um, I really, I, I'll tell you this much. I really enjoyed the way Kylo's character changed like the his tra- his trajectory definitely improved like along mm-hmm. you know with his character I really enjoyed where they're going with it because mm-hmm. after that first movie we're like okay we have someone who's obviously super powerful in the force you know he's a skywalker he's a solo he's you know now he's you know he's murdered all the the jedi except for Luke you know he he kills his father at the end i mean he's he's doing all this crazy stuff he's He's, you know, got a really bad temper. You know, by the end of it, he's he's basically just a petulant child, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, in that first movie, you're like, wow, what a whiny baby of a villain. But at the same time, you're like, this, this kid, you know, is like a child. If you give a child a machine gun, he's a very, very dangerous child, you know. Yeah. So he's, he's very powerful and that's really, ba- that's really bad for, for everybody. And now in this next movie, you see him get broken down. It's almost like a reboot. It's like he's broken back down because he's not as as awesome and great as he thinks he is. He's not going to be the next Darth Vader the way he's going. So, you know, he basically lets the cards fall as they go and then and utilizes that to really do what any great Sith would do. And that would be to find that chance to turn on your master and become the mm-hmm. master. And he did that to perfection because I didn't see it coming. I was totally no. surprised by it, and mm-hmm. it it also gave you know it took away our Snoke theories, but also gave Snoke an even bigger purpose, which was which was as a stepping stool for this kid to step up and become the villain that that the you know of this generation, mm-hmm. and not the same old villain that we have in all the movies. He's like a new kind of beast, but he's you know there's no telling what he'll what he'll be doing by the next movie. So I just really enjoyed that character arc so far. I mean, this was pr- very much like this was Kylo's movie. Yeah, and and you said that that he killed all the Jedi, but he actually took some of them. With right, him. I think he yeah he took some of them as the as his Knights of Ren, I guess. And that's what I that's where I was going with it. Where where did he take them? Are they the Knights of Ren? Yeah, are that's they, what I'm wondering. Yeah, are they the Praetorian Guard that protects right. Snoke? You know, who knows? I um, doubt they're the Praetoria Guards because the Praetoria Guards were basically just really, really skilled fighters, I guess you would say. They didn't seem like they really had much, like, force powers. But yeah. I'm not really sure. I mean, it, it could be. It could very well be. But, um, yeah, it's – yeah. I, I don't, Like I said, it, his his arc was, was fantastic. I You know – because I was worried, I didn't know where they were going to go with him. Because I think if they had just turned him good, like he partnered up with with Ray and and they, you know, they kind of become like this duo who's going to take over the, you know, do their own thing in the universe or whatever, whatever they were going to go with. I just felt like it wouldn't have worked. I just would have been disappointed to see him go from oh I killed my daddy to uh, okay I'll be forgiven in time. I mean we've seen those kind of characters in the old expanded universe. Like he, he reminded me a lot of uh, Zeke or Zek, however you say his, his character's name, who appeared in the uh, Young Jedi Knight series 
And he was pretty much a lot. I mean, he was pretty much just like Kylo Ren. He had the black hair, you know, all, you know, just the dark kid who was turned to the dark side, but they were able to bring him back. But then he became a, he, he wasn't a Jedi for a while. He just became rogue and was trying to find his place in the, in the galaxy. So he's trying to be a smuggler, a bounty hunter, all kinds of stuff. You know, it reminded me a lot of that. And I'm like, if they had went that route, I'm like, I've already seen that. We already know where, where it goes. Like what, where's, you know, there's nothing new there. So the fact that, that, Oh no, they made you, they basically faked us and you think he was going to go that route, but no, he basically flipped everything around in his favor so that he can step up and be his own villain was, was great. I mean, I, I, I applaud Ryan Johnson for going with that, that step. Oh Yeah. Yeah, uh, I thought, to me, you know, I was, like, shocked when Snoke died. I was like, holy crap, it's too early in the film. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like... This movie felt like you got, you got you know, you had your, your moments that kind of were Empire-ish, you know, Empire Strikes Back-ish. Um, mm-hmm. But then there was a, there was, it was almost like they would take, like, references throwbacks to like empire and then return of the jedi they would do you know some throwbacks to that and put it all into this one movie it's because this this in in ways this movie felt like it was the third in the trilogy it was so weird like if at times it yeah. felt like a it was the first and sometimes it felt like the third it was just very odd i was, so I was yeah. like you i'm like god we're, we're we're not done with this movie yet and he, he just killed like the master bad guy yeah really and and you know th- there were some throwbacks to empire I mean, the cold crate battle yeah. was very much a throwback to Empire. I, yeah. I mean, I thought. And oh, then, definitely. You know, like the Empire then, chased them off the planet. The, yeah. You know, the, the, the the students in search of the master. Yeah, um, Ray and, and, and Luke training. Yeah, that yeah, was All that very stuff. Having good. to, you know, your heroes having to to go off on a mission to, to seek, you know, kind of seek help. You know, so they go off yeah. on the, the casino-like planet, you know. Mm-hmm. So you do have uh, some, you have some, you know, some nods, some homages to Empire, but it, def- it, it definitely isn't like a rehash. It's, it doesn't, it's not in the way that Force Awakens was basically a rehash no. and a reboot of, of 4. You know, and, and that's what I don't get too, is people complain that The Force Awakens was just a remake of A New Hope. They wanted something more, something different. Now we got it. And people are going to complain because it's oh, too different, you know. They're never going to be happy. That is, that's one thing I just kind of laughed myself about and just kind of go on my merry way. Because this mm-hmm. is a prime example of how people are, they, they are not going to be happy either way. Because no. you, when you're making a movie, there's just too many, there's too many, I mean, for the general crowd, you're going to either entertain or you're, you're going to bore them to death. But for your fanboys, you're going to either get someone who will just accept it you know, and, and just go with it. Then you're going to have the people who they came up with their own story. And if you didn't read their mind and give them the movie, they were, they expected you're trash or garbage to them and they yeah. write you off. And then mm-hmm. others are, you know, they're angry if it, if it's not like, if it's not fam- as familiar as they want it. And then when it's familiar, they, they're like, Oh, it's, it's just nothing but a copy. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And I don't know. How do you fix that? You don't, you don't, because, you know, you're, you're going to have the EU crowd that hate it because you destroyed the EU and you're starting over and this is not my Luke Skywalker. Um, and I get it. You know, they they want the thing to go take place after everything that happened in the EU and 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 
Luke Skywalker's already been defined in that universe, but that's gone now. Disney did away with it. Then you're going to have the people from the the original trilogy fans that, you know, they hate the prequels. Of course, they're going to hate this too, you know, because it's not, it do, it's not, they can't recapture their childhood memories of, of Star Wars, right? right. And it's never going to happen. It's right. never going to happen. Same thing with some of the prequel people now. The people who grew up with the prequels, this is not the same Star Wars as the prequels. You know, same some of the same characters, same themes and elements, but you're not going to recapture. If, if you're looking, if your sole purpose of going to a Star Wars movie is to recapture what you had when you were a kid, it's not going to happen. Right. It's not. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, you can still capture that, you know, that childlike feeling and that quality, but you've also got to understand that these movies are for a new generation of kids. The, the thing about it is too, is that they're not dumbed down. Like they're not, they're not, no. these, these movies obviously aren't just meant to sell toys to kids. They're, you know, they do sell the toys, but you know, so far I feel like they've done a good job. Like the force awakens was a, was a safe bet. It was a, a play it safe kind of movie where we're just going to, we're rebooting the fran- franchise, but we're going to make it feel familiar to the old, the old fans. But you know, newcomers and the new kids and stuff, they're going to, they're going to hopefully enjoy it because it's a, it's a simple story, you know, and it'll just be a good refresh with new characters. But you know, they've also got to with this new movie. It was all about the next step, and and that movie had to kind of become its own. It had to be sort of original, sort of. I mean, had to capture the feel of Star Wars, but you don't want to just do the same thing over again. And, you know, when you're, when you start making all these complaints and trying to act like, you know, this is an abomination and, you know, I want to start a petition to remove this from the canon and blah, blah, blah. You're ruining the fun for like everybody else because the main moviegoers are, you know, they're excited. They're enjoying the movie. The kids are probably going to enjoy the movie a lot because they don't have this kind of, they're not invested as much as we are, you know? Exactly. So when you're when you're pulling crap like that and you're trying to you're, you're just trying to undermine all these movies, you know when they and I feel like they don't deserve it. It's not like they're maliciously trying to troll the Star Wars crowd. I mean this these movies they they are trying to to appeal to both markets to both audiences, mm-hmm. but they've can't they got to understand that we can't just ruin this for everybody else. Now if kids stand up and go, man, I don't really care for this. Then that's their right. That's you know they're the generation that that has that right to to say that they don't want it, and then let it let Star Wars go the way it needs to go. But yeah. you know, beyond that, I, I don't I don't know. Like the complaints for the movie are kind of ridiculous, but I kind and of expected it. I knew that it was yeah. it was not going to appeal to everybody, so it was either going to be a love hate kind of thing. You know, this this movie just happened to be very polarizing because the director he dared to to do his own thing and to make really bold statements. I will say that some of them are pretty big and I felt like they were, it was basically him giving the finger to JJ Abrams. (laughs) They did feel kind of blatant in certain parts, but you know, I just feel like we needed, we needed a step forward into an unknown, into a place where we've never been before, because otherwise we're just going to keep repeating the same movie over and over and star Wars will just go and die again. Yep. And you know, if you've watched Star Wars Rebels, it almost was preparing you 
for The Last Jedi. Oh, definitely. There's yeah. there's so many things in that we've seen over the course of the, the, these four seasons of Star Wars Rebels that were in The Last Jedi, like Leia floating through space. Kanan did it not too long ago. You know, right. Darth Maul shut him through a, a air, I mean, a air shaft or whatever you want to call it. And Kanan had to use the force to pull himself back aboard the ship. Um, go, you know, hyperspace through a, a sh- another ship. Didn't Hera do that? I mean, but she w- she wasn't going straight through it. She was going through an opening in the ship. Right. But she but she went through hyperspace. I mean, she started her hyperspace transition inside of another ship. Um. So, but but she had a clear path out. It wasn't directly through one. And that was, that, you, dude, that was one of the coolest moments in the whole film when Hold, Hold, Haldo, you know, went straight through that uh, dreadnought. Wow. I mean, dude, it was dude, like the reactions that that scene oh, got for both audiences. Yeah. Was, that's like one of the best moments in the movie. I mean, yeah, everybody like, are, they're stunned. They're like, oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like they, it, yeah. it really, it is really a turning point. And it's basically the, the climax to the movie. Yeah. I mean, the the silence, you know, because for a while you don't hear anything. You just hear this dead silence. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the, God, that was just, that that was a very cool moment in the film. Something that we haven't seen in a Star Wars film before. Right. Um, some of those, I, I don't know, I'm a sound, I like sound stuff. So, you know, that's one of those same things that sticks out with me the same, like uh, when, in Attack of the Clones, when Slave One let those bombs go off, mm-hmm. you know, out in space, and you get that that loud piano banging kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it, it was really cool. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the end of the film, right? Okay. Uh, so... Some things I didn't necessarily notice first go around that I noticed the second go around, but uh, you know, basically when when Luke does what he does, he sets forth, he sets the spark for the new rebellion. Mm-hmm. He is basically the catalyst, the thing right. that everybody is going to start looking to to rebuild this rebellion. Mm-hmm. Does the galaxy necessarily know that he's dead? I don't know. You know, that that's a question that's going to have to be answered because he, he doesn't necessarily. Nobody sees him die. Right. The only people that know he's dead is Leia and Ray. Right. They felt it. And I feel like I feel like that's going to be the big the big exciting mystery is that did he like did the the master Jedi perish on the planet to save the rebellion or you know did he make it out alive and and you know fly into hiding or something you know what I'm saying like I bet yeah. there'll be so many different stories you know he'll because he'll become a legend you know people will be able to save it that you know I heard this or hey I was there and and I saw him and he stopped you know six you know or a hundred you know, the, um, walkers, M- the big ATM six. Yeah. Yeah. The ATM six. I mean, like, like he'll, you know, he'll go down in history. I mean, he was already and, a, a pretty large figure, but now he's, he's a legend forever. And, 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 and that happened. I mean, cause the kids on Ken O'Bite were playing with their little Luke Skywalker figure and these other make made up little, you know, 
vehicles. And they were retelling the story of Luke Skywalker facing the First Order on crate. So I'm wondering, between the the last, what, what I think is the last shot of the film is on board the Millennium Falcon when they're all, when you get a shot of the the new rebellion, right? You right. get like, there's Ray and Leia and Poe and Finn and Rose, all of them, Chewie. They're all there high-fiving, hey, we made it off. But then you go back to Kano Bite for a few seconds here, and you see these kids playing with Luke Skywalker figure and, and these two vehicles, and they're telling the story of Luke versus the First Order on crate. So, you know, I think there's some a little time jump there, because that news has to travel, right? It's not going to be instant. Um, and then you see the little kid, you know, grab the broom with the force. And then he looks up in the sky, sees the shooting star, and he's holding the, the broom like, like a lightsaber. Um, and then you see the little rebel ring on his, on his finger that, that Rose gave him. I'm assuming Rose gave him that. Um, that's just, uh, to me that it, it sets the tone for, for the future. And it's the whole reason Luke did what he did. Right. It's, it's not just building a new rebellion, but, but everything that goes along with that new Jedi, new everything. And, 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 and putting that spark in people to fight this first order. But I, it also has me wondering how much time is going to pass between episode eight and nine. I right. personally, I, I think they're going to time jump like maybe 10 years. Yeah. That was exactly what I thought when I walked out. I'm like, there, this, this is probably only, only going to work is if they have a sizable time jump, because plus with the first two movies, it was, they were back to back. I mean, one just led right into the other, which we mm -hmm. haven't had in a star Wars movie before. So, so I'm pretty sure we'll see a size time jump. I would say between five and 10 years. Yeah. And that, that gives them enough time to actually, for Poe and, and them to build up a, a, a sizable rebel army. Right. Right. Which I, I think it's like going to be a shorter time period, left. I think, than 10 years. I mean, I think it's going to be, I mean, 10 would be the most, but I have a feeling it's probably going to be closer to five, if not lower, just for the fact that they, you know, they don't want to have to be like, you know, what were they doing for all these years? And why, why does it take that long to wrap up this story? You know what I'm saying? This trilogy. Because it was already a big enough time jump between episodes one and two, because that was a ten year I, jump. But that's but you know we still weren't bypassing the because the whole point of that that trilogy was to lead to to the creation of Darth Vader. So in this case, it would just be odd. I I wouldn't know how to how to explain away ten years of of a time jump. Well, I I mean obviously I think they will probably explain that Leia passed yeah. in the opening crawl. You know, right. like that's mm -hmm. why I'm saying, like, it's been 10 years since, you know, the spark was lit, yep. you know, by, by mm -hmm. Luke Skywalker in those years, you know, Leia has has passed and and Poe is now Poe Dameron's now the leader of the new rebellion, because I, I, I mean, honestly, she passed the torch on to him on crate. Right. So like, you know, don't look at me, you know, follow him. Right. That was. That was her saying Poe is the new leader of the rebellion, or he yeah. is going to be the leader of the rebellion. Exactly. And 
And personally, I don't think that the next movie will end the First Order. I think... I'm not saying this just from a movie standpoint. I'm looking at big picture here. So this Galaxy's Edge thing at Disney, right, is based on the First Order taking over this little piece of land, whatever the planet is, is called. You know, and and you got citizens living amongst, I mean, doing normal daily life while the First Order kind of rules with an iron fist over that little place. I think the First Order is here to stay for a while. I think, right. I you know, now does you know, will will they? How do I want to say this? Will they call it a trilogy by killing off Kylo Ren, and that will be the end of the Skywalker saga? I don't, I don't know. Right. I don't know that they do that. And and going a little bit further. Is is Kylo Ren the last Skywalker? I still think, I still think there's more to Ray than meets the eye. Oh, I definitely think that. Yeah, I from from you know what he was telling her. I feel like he was one saying that kind of to manipulate her into doing what he wants. Mm-hmm. But also, I think he really only saw what she could see, and she didn't see who her parents were. So he just said, he saw nothing. So just said, "Your parents are nothing." They mm-hmm. were, and then probably just you know had had some lame you know excuse for who they may have been and what they were, what they did, you know. So mm-hmm. I definitely think there's still way more to Ray than we think. Um, and I still wouldn't be surprised if she's a Skywalker, but. Um, I- I don't think she's a Skywalker. I think she's a Solo. I think she's a you think sister. She's a Solo. We'll, we'll bet on yeah. it. So whoever wins um, yeah. has and to give up something. Of, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make the we'll we'll make the wager later. But um, uh, yeah. some other things I wanted to kind of throw in real quick because I didn't I didn't okay. think about this before. But you know another another really positive. I love that they use Puppet Yoda. He yeah. was great. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. really enjoyed that. One thing I didn't enjoy as much, again, now that I'm thinking about it, the one thing that I felt like it could have been done a little better was in the final fight, the, when they had to use those speeders to fight the walkers. Um, mm-hmm. I would have, I don't know, I feel like it, I wish they had kind of mixed it up a little more, you know, like it gave them a little more action instead of just these speeders rushing head forward toward, you know, and just getting wiped out by the TIE fighters mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen a little more of a, you know, a ring around the rosy, you know, zipping in and out of in between the legs of the the walkers and stuff, and trying to take out that that main gun, you know, that main hammer or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. I just I feel like that would have been pretty cool because I feel like it was kind of kind of rushed. You know, I mean, the Fal- it was really cool that the Falcon is able to swoop in and save the day and lead a lot of the Tie Fighters away. But mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. I, I would have still loved to have seen a little more action out of the, the speeders. Cause it felt like they were just so clunky. It was like a suicide run and they didn't really get to, to do much with them because yeah. <laughs> they were falling apart. And then one, one really, one last thing I really wanted to get out of the way was I really enjoyed how this movie and, and people were complaining about, it. they felt like this movie had no focus or, or had no true purpose, you know, and, and what was going on. It was just a lot of things to kind of distract you from nothing. But I feel mm-hmm. like that was wrong because I feel like with this movie, 
on top of trying to find out answers, you know, and, and trying to see what was the Ray's destiny and her next steps and what Kylo's next steps were, everybody had their moment to shine. Even the new character, like I loved the new character Rose. She was great. Mm-hmm. She was the every man or every woman, you know, and she, she came from nothing and, and, you know, she was a good person and, and, and I loved her. Her motto was that we don't, we don't want to like, you know, we don't destroy the things we hate. We save the things we love. Yeah, and I thought that was a really good motto. But I love the fact that everyone had kind of had their moment to grow because you had, you had Ray trying to find purpose, you had Finn trying to find purpose, trying to find what he wanted to do. You know, where was his, where were his loyalties? Where, you know, what did he want to 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 get out of all this, and where did he want to go? Because you know, he he wanted to, he tried to flee, tried to get out of there, and and really just it was selfish and wanted to think about only himself and his friend, and. Mm-hmm. You know, so you had to see him kind of fight with his own destiny and see wh- where did he go? Where was he gonna gonna be? You know, and I love how Poe was fighting. Where you know, Poe thought what he was doing was right. You know, and he was he was wanting to save everybody and wipe, but at the same time was really wanting to wipe out the First Order. And so Leia was having to reel him in. You know, Admiral yep. Holdo was a really was a great successor, you know, and she was able to, to kind of carry, carry on what Princess Leia wanted or General Leia wanted and, and try to save these people and not focus as much on trying to destroy the first order. I mean, the, the conflict there was so great. I loved, I just loved how everyone's character had really, you know, and then you had, of course, Luke's struggles and Kylo and I don't know. That was, that was really great. Uh, I hate that we didn't really get to get more of Snoke. But at the same time, that could be, I guess, he wasn't as important in that aspect. Just like the Emperor wasn't. We didn't know much about the Emperor in the original Return of the Jedi. No, you know, we didn't. Exactly. So he jumps in and he's he's just a big baddie and, and is is there as a way to, to turn Anakin or t- turn Vader back to the good side as Anakin. So, you know, they're always, they're basically stepping stools. So I really, I really thought that that all that was well done. And looking at it a second time, you really get that sense. So when people try to act like this movie was scattered and and didn't seem like it was focused and and you know just all those kind of complaints, I felt like that was unwarranted. Like they they missed the point. Maybe they need to go back and see it again because because all, all those themes were very very well done in my opinion. Yeah, and to me the whole the whole purpose of the movie was to reestablish the rebellion. Right. And and the characters that will head up this rebellion. Poe's car- story arc throughout the whole movie was I thought was fantastic. He, people say he didn't have a story arc. Yeah, he did. He went from being cocky hothead yep. to rebellion leader. Preach. You know. Yes. Preach. Y- yes. Um Finn how he fits in the rebellion. Why well, yeah. He he's gonna he's gonna be there. I, I'm not exactly sure. I hadn't really tried to dissect that much yet. Ray will be the Luke of the new rebellion, obviously. Um, I feel like I feel like Finn is a little bit of like a he's kind of like a Han Solo character, you know. But he's but he's also I like how he's this new kind of character because he's fighting what he was tra- you know he he was trained to kill. He was trained to be a stormtrooper. And you know mm-hmm. he's having to readjust to this this life of switching sides completely and fighting against the people he was once with. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's just you know you know trying to be a brave person and stand up and do what's right. And yeah. and, inst- and also, I think his main conflict is that you know instead of trying to 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 fight for the rebellion, it's, he's he's trying he's like 
wanting revenge on the first order for for the way he was he was brought into this world how he was raised you know that was why he mm-hmm. was willing to sacrifice himself in the end because he was hoping to deal the death blow to him and 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 save the day but you know at the cost of of you know not being there for his his friends and family you know what i'm saying his new friends yeah. and family mm-hmm. so yeah and DJ so, was a great character also, by the way. I had to squeeze that in. I thought that was a, a really interesting, funny character that, that had a really cool little arc. You know, he was he was just a wild card. I mean, he was it's not like he was good or bad. He was just he was for himself, you know. And I think I don't think we've seen the last of him either. No, uh no. Uh one one last thing before before we wrap it up though. Um I, I want to go back to Kylo Ren for a second and talking to Ray about his about her parents, you know, she said, you know, he, he basically said, I come from nothing. You come from nothing. We're the same. And, and that got me thinking, he said, I come from nothing. You know, you came from Leia and Han, but I, I'm, I'm thinking about it here. How old was he when Luke took him? Oh, he was if young. It, he was, he was very young. Probably. I mean, yeah. If it's, if, if Luke's going according to Jedi lore, he probably took him not too much, you know, for after he was born. I'm, you know, maybe a year, two years old. Luke probably took him, and that's what caused Han's, you know, disagreement with with the whole thing. Han left, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leia, you know, fought with with some feelings, but she, you know, she ultimately thought it was the best thing to send him with Luke. Yeah, so they probably could, they that, probably were hardly ever able to go and visit him. So think about that when you're you're handed off to somebody yeah. like they don't they don't you don't mean anything to them. They're not you're, able yeah, to visit and see you that much. Well, and you just grow up without them. Your uncle's probably having to worry not just about you but twelve other students. So he's having to juggle his time. You're you're when you're a child, you're craving for a you know a parental figure of some kind. And I'm guessing Snoke must have came around and and yeah. became that father figure. And, and and that was the problem because because Ben was related to Luke, right? right? Mm-hmm. And 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 he I know I'm I'm almost positive Luke probably didn't allow him to see Han and Leia because you have the whole Anakin thing starting over again that that attachment kind right. of stuff and Luke you know obviously Luke didn't want him attached to him. You know, but there was a bond there because they were related, and that was probably the ultimate downfall for Luke and Kyle and Ben at the time. Right. I mean, it all comes back to to family ties, right there. Um, just you know, and it made perfect sense. I mean, if you if you look at it, it made sense why Han left Leia. You know, arguing over why are you giving him to Luke? You know. It makes sense why he's mad at Luke, and you know, uh, um, in the Force Awakens, because when you when you first introduced to Han and Ray and Finn are talking to him, he's like, "Yeah, I know Luke." You know, he's mad. Mm-hmm. Took his kid from him. He took his kid from him. But that's what the Jedi do when when you find Force sensitive kids, you bring them into the fold, you train them, you bring them up properly. But the consequence of that is they have no family anymore. You know, they're never allowed to 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 you know be with their family i'm not even so sure they even know who their family are 
right. Do they? Do they? But Ben does because of family ties here again. Right. He knows. And I'm all sure this. that Luke probably changed that up a tad bit. You know what I'm Maybe. saying? Because Luke Luke was trained at a late age, so he probably he was probably a little more lax about that than than that. You know, the older Jedi order. You know. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We would, we just won't know until we get that expanded universe story. Yeah. I would assume that he would probably be a little bit more lax, but yeah. we won't know, I guess, until we find out. All righty, that's going to do it. We got to we got to cut it short for tonight, but don't worry, we're going to talk more about uh, the Last Jedi, especially after I get to view it a third time next week. You know, maybe some something new will hit me in the head when I when I watch it again. Um, so. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Outer Rim News Podcast. Remember, check out uh, OuterRimNews.com for the latest Star Wars news on the internet. From games, to toys, to movies, to TV, to books, we cover it all. Uh, if you want to talk with us, check us out on uh, our Facebook page, uh, Facebook.com slash OuterRimNews which is just hopping right now. Comments are just flying left and right for The Last Jedi. You can uh, find us on Twitter, at Outer Rim News, and also on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Outer Rim News. Just remember that even though we're all big fans of uh, Star Wars and, and all that, you know, this is, podcast is not endorsed or supported by Disney or Lucasfilm. It's all for entertainment and you know, all the names and sounds. They're all copyright and registered trademarks of Disney and all their respective copyright holders. Alrighty, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Outer Rim News Podcast. Uh, stick around for more episodes. We're going to talk way more about The Last Jedi. There was enough in this movie to keep us talking for a very long time. More so than The Force Awakens or Rogue One. There's a lot to dissect and dig into this movie. And I think that uh, we'll be talking about it for a while. Uh if you haven't, go see Star Wars The Last Jedi. Contribute to that $536 million global total that it's gotten so far. We've got to take down Avatar. We've got to. We've just got to. No. All right, Austin, any final thoughts? Uh, just keep going out there, man. Just Everybody, go go see the movie. You know, if you, if you love it, keep going and watch it. If you hate it, watch it and see if it changes your mind. Exactly. And also, if you need to, go find some Paige action figures. She's well worth it. You need to go buy it. She was in the movie like three seconds. So. <laughs> okay, that one fell flat. Never mind. All right, people. May the force be with you. Peace.